Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, we have a truly funny episode for you today. We are discussing some weird laws that are in our state, Wisconsin, and uh, they are truly wet and wild. A bit bizarre. A bit bizarre. bizarre. We also have great music from Something to Do. We have a brew review. We have another edition of the infamous How Many Locos You At? As well as an interview with Mobcraft. So as always, uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, comment, share, like, whatever else. Uh, this definitely helps uh, get the word out. For uh, not only uh, us here at the podcast, but also for the bands and the breweries and the things that we feature. Uh, as the weather continues to get better, uh, I know that we will be out and about doing uh, more on-site uh, type episodes. Hell yeah. And uh, going to as many festivals as we possibly can, uh, as many as there are uh, still scheduled. I know a few of them have, have already canceled again. So, uh, But we definitely plan to uh, keep you posted on whatever we're planning to do. So remember to uh, stay tuned to our social media pages and uh, our website as well. So uh, without any further ado, let's jump in. Weird Wisconsin Laws. All right. As mentioned, we are going to talk about some really bizarre laws that exist in our state and are still in effect today. Uh, like we mentioned in the uh, Olio Alio, as I call it, margarine episode, for yeah. example, the law that a restaurant can serve um, margarine unless you specifically ask for it. And the first one today we have for you is regarding the use of toilets in Wisconsin. Good. Yeah. Sweet. Something we all do. Yeah. So every time you take a duty, you got to use this law right here. Got so, it. All right. Wisconsin Statute Section 146.085 says the owner or manager of any public building may not allow an admission fee to be charged for the use of any toilet, any toilet compartment. Just a few sections later, section 146.22, the law forbids the Department of Health Services from creating any rules which either directly or indirectly prohibit the use of manual flushing devices for urinals. The department's <laughs> department shall take steps to encourage the use of manual flushing devices for urinals. So, hey, if you're ever turned away for using a public toilet, make sure you get a lawyer involved. Yeah. You know, when you're making a, when you're just dropping a, a, a turkey. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I. Why in the world would there be a statute or a law or anything for this? Right. I, <laughs> what prompted this? Yeah, I, that's that's. It's a funny one, and I have always wondered this. But uh, I mean, somebody must have got turned away from a toilet and was not happy. Like there was some Karen that's like, dude, I just need to drop a deuce. Yeah. Like you are not keeping me away. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely. Uh, I mean, I've been in 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 situations, more particularly in like big cities. Uh, Chicago uh, want being one of them when you're just when you're walking around downtown and you got to take 
uh, duty calls, man. It's nature's nature's on its way. Oh, the call of duty. Almost none of those places have even uh, public toilets for you to use. Right. Oh, man. And so, I mean, I know that Milwaukee is definitely different about that. Uh, but, you know, I, re- I can recall being in like a CVS or a Walgreens and just, you know, I'm only there because I need to use the toilet and they don't have one for any any outsiders to use. I have to say, there was a time I saw somebody get turned away for a toilet, but I'm pretty sure they were a junkie going to the bathroom to use some... Uh, Probably drugs, yeah. Or, um, recreational. Yeah. Uh, pharmacy, a, pharmaceuticals. An ATV. They were going in there to ride an ATV. Yeah. A recreational <laughs> vehicle. I mean, obviously you can tell, man, the guy looked a little rugged. So, Our next law comes to us from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Uh, this one is about sprinkler rules. Section 70-153, which states that no person shall, with purpose or intent, sprinkle their property <laughs> in any manner to distress or annoyance of others. I mean, like, what, what, what person or what sprinkle. Karen... What Karen or Kyle said that, yeah, um, there was a sprinkler hitting my car. Uh, I'm calling the police. I mean, that's a free car wash. Yeah, I was just, right? in, especially it's, in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. All that's going to do is get the salt off your vehicle. Hell yeah, dude. I'll sit next to their, their water, man. They're yeah. paying for it. So I'll take a free car wash. And there's not day. a 30 minute wait. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't cost you $10. Shit, get outside, take your shirt off, and just start scrubbing some bubbles on that bad boy and sit right there using their water up. Why not? I'm telling you, this, this spring and uh, summer. I'm definitely hitting up more free sprinklers oh, in people's yeah. yards. I'm going to yeah. drive my truck right over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right through their yard. Just yeah. park it and just undercarriage <laughs> just wash. Get your undercarriage wash. Yeah, hell yeah. So this next one is throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. Uh, state statute 86.025 says you cannot camp in a wagon on a public highway. Uh, the statute also mentions tents, but seems to be okay if you're there in a truck, sedan, or SUV. Wagons, however, are forbidden, and you could directly be punished by a fine of $10. Holy smokes. This one had to be around the turn of the century. I mean, it's probably directed towards the Amish communities. You can't have your horse on the side of the road. You, I don't even know if you can actually take, oh, yeah, I'm taking my oxen down the freeway. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everyone's <laughs> passing them at 75. I'm sure this is just, like, outdated law, you know? And, I mean, I guess I could see, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, like, a wagon. I mean, for it to specifically call out a wagon, I mean, it doesn't say Volkswagen. No, I no. think it's. I think it's really referring to it what is. you're talking about, a covered wagon, uh, something with, you know, wooden wheels. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Uh, if you still have a wagon, yeah, hey, don't sleep don't, on the side of the road. Unless you want a $10 fine. Yeah. You better be reaching deep in your pockets on that You one. might have to take out a second <laughs> mortgage in order to pay this baby. <laughs> So the next one actually makes a lot of sense in our state um, and applies to all the livestock. Um, the law reads drivers have to yield the right of way to uh, livestock on public roads thanks to statute 346.21. The statute also mentions that whomever is leading the livestock drive shall use reasonable care for ve- vehicular traffic. So if you spot Bessie or Old Roy on the road, make sure you tune her down a notch. And watch out. Yeah, use your brakes. Pump the brakes, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You gotta save. You gotta save the Holsteins. Plus, you, trust me, you do not want to try to take on a Holstein cattle cow. However you say it, you're not gonna want to take one of these on with your car. You're not gonna have much of a front end left if you're smacking into a cheeseburger. Yeah, I think a live cheeseburger. We're gonna start the uh, hashtag trimmed. Uh, C- hashtag CLM. Cow lives matter, baby. Yeah, I mean the. The dairy industry. Don't, don't go hitting cows. So the next law comes to us from Milwaukee and states. 
an old Milwaukee law that was meant to cut down on vagabonds still exists and says that offensive-looking folks can't be in public during the day. Whoa. Um, honestly, like, I better watch my back because uh, I'm, I'm kind of a dirty dog. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. And, you could uh, definitely be mistaken for, you know, like a hipster or oh, yeah. know, just a rugged-looking <laughs> farmer slash homeless guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's funny. You go in the Urban Outfitters, get a new get-up, a homeless-looking get-up, and you're in the back of a cop car in no time. Yeah. I mean, it's Absolutely. Like, <laughs> if you're on State Street, you hit up uh, uh, the store. I mean, you're grabbing what you think is trendy, but it's actually offensive and illegal. And yeah. you're going to end up <laughs> in jail. The the Kinnikinick cops are going to just throw you right in. Yeah, you're anybody down, down in Bayview on KK, uh, anybody in River West, uh, hey, watch out. Watch your back. <laughs> yeah. You might want to have a suit coat in your backpack just in case. It, it's hard to ex- believe this law still exists. It's super it's offensive stupid. and discriminatory. I mean, it totally is. is directed towards you know like some racist things like it's just it's it's terrible it's ridiculous and stupid yeah exactly why does this one even still exist but it does i mean we pay a a ton of money in order to have uh, individuals review other things and create new laws and statutes why not uh, i don't know review some of these ones that don't make sense anymore yeah, right. <laughs> this this next one especially is probably the most anti-Wisconsin law. Oh, shit. And this law is coming to us from St. Croix, where they have a ban on wearing the color red. I mean, yeah, it's it's close to Minnesota, but what's going on? I mean, we're badgers, baby. You got to yeah. wear red and white. You know, it's just messed up law in my, my ideas. But. Yeah, I, I don't understand how anybody... If it's a Saturday, you're definitely wearing your, uh, your badger red. Right, and so we're gonna we're throwing out the uh, Wisconsin drunken history test. Um, if you are in the summertime in Saint Croix, and you can run through town with a red man thong on, yeah, we will give you some koozies and a couple brewskis. Yeah, we for might, sure. And depending on how much your bail is, we might be willing to pay that as well. We'll start a GoFundMe for you. Well, yeah, so. the, actually, you know what? Yeah, we don't want to be personal, uh, personally liable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We would like to start the the GoFundMe though. Exactly. So our next law is another statewide law uh, put out by the Wisconsin Agricultural Movement that cheese has to be highly pleasing, which actually seems quite vague, but uh, I've seen some gnarly, unappealing cheese in the state. 100%, yeah. Have you ever seen uh, beer case cheese? Offensive. Holy cow, it smells like ass, and uh, (laughs) you just want to puke looking at it. It's like like, like just a soft cheese with mold all over it. Just like, holy fuck. It smells like the people in the previous law is referring to how they look. So it's like, this right. is the smell that goes along with that uh, individual. And like, even Limburger, dude, is offensive to me. It smells like complete dude. It's disgusting. Have you ever tried it? No. It's freaking terrible, man. Hell no. I had it with onions and mustard, and it does not cut through the nastiness. It's freaking disgusting. I have I have standards, as you know, as far as what goes in my mouth. Right. Another, another little uh, dare, if you will, uh, go to Monroe and go to Bumgardner's and try one of those and let us know what you think because it's a, it's a hard one to choke back. I would love to see videos of individuals uh, reviewing and taste testing these things. I'm telling you right now, a mint does not help you out. It's, oh, it's, no. It's, it's game over. Full bottle you... of Listerine. Oh, no. Uh, and like a huge scrub brush. <laughs> An industrial scrub. Like a, uh, on your tongue. A grinder. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> just right over the tongue just to get that taste out, man. It's it's nasty. You're going to have to take off some layers on your yeah, tongue. Yeah, you're going to lose some yeah. buds, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the next law seems like one that uh, may get broken often. Um, even people I know should probably be in jail as we speak, actually. Yeah. And this one applies to the entire state. In uh, state statute 944.16, adultery is a class one felony, punishable by $10,000 and three years in jail. And this one's been on the book since 1849. So next time you think about doing the duty on your uh, friend's wife there, uh, you better not drop soap. Whoa. I'm going to throw it out there. $10,000 and uh, some some jail time. Oof. Well, yikes. Yeah, that one's a that one's a doozy, you know. It's it's crazy. I mean, it, it it's nuts because like if somebody if you were to catch your wife and you had documentation of it, you could you could get $10,000 probably for both of them and they both be in jail. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Get those cameras. Yeah, it's it's a statute. So if you ever uh, find your wife cheating, nine four four point one six, and uh, get a lawyer involved, you get twenty thousand bucks. Yeah, hell yeah. So this next one comes to us from Racine, where it is illegal to wake up a firefighter while they are sleeping, and the law seems so vague again that if a firefighter is sleeping and there is a raging inferno and you shake him awake, you may just find yourself behind the old bars. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 sure that this is more so. Relating to if you, I mean, if you find yourself walking past uh, a firehouse yes, and there is yes. no emergency, you can't just walk in there and start banging on pots and pans and saying, "Hey." Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it's more applied to like an off duty, you know. But it's just so vague, yeah. You know, so like if you see a firefighter sleeping in Racine and you uh, shake him awake, expect to get yeah. the the you know you're in some troughs. Yeah, you're in trouble, you're baby. Fucked. So the next one is from uh, Wausau, Wisconsin, where uh, someone got bullied and made this law come true. So Wausau Municipal Code, Chapter 9.08020, states that no person shall throw or shoot any object, arrow, stone, snowball, or other missile or projectile, by hand or by any other means, at any other person at all, or in any building, street, sidewalk, alley, highway, park, playground, or any public place in the city. And it seems pretty unfair for kids. Um, I mean, that far up north, you get, like, what, six months of winter, you know, in Wausau. Yeah. And you can't even, like, <laughs> throw a snowball at yeah. your friend. It's pretty nuts. I mean, how many snowball fights have you been in as a kid? Hundreds. I can't even count them. Right. And, but I, I do have to laugh about the uh, missile or arrow. Like, of course, yeah. Hey, here comes the uh, <laughs> Nighthawk coming towards Tommy. Yeah. It's going to blow the whole block um, off. It's like what? an arrow, I guess I could see, but if yeah, you, yeah. If you have a missile, I think you're not worried too much about a local law. No, right. You're obviously a terrorist, and you're you're yeah, for sure. Just looking to do as much destruction as you can. But I mean, like the the snowball one, man. That one needs to get taken out. Like, just yeah. come on, Wausau, wake up here. What 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 in the hell does a snowball do damage wise? Other than hey, it could crack your glasses or like give you a bloody nose. Right, I know. I mean, I've I've taken some ice chunks to this to the noggin, absolutely, and, and looked a little rugged afterwards. But hey, I have taken some damaging blows from you know a, a snowball that is disguised uh, and there's ice in the center. You know, right? You get you get that wet snow pressure pack and you whip it at your buddy's head. You, you may be doing yeah. some damage, but that's all right. You're a kid. I've you got can concussions take it. for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Scars to show. Yeah, it's probably why I've done some dumb shit because I've taken some uh, yeah. ice rocks you to the head. <laughs> took a couple of snowballs to the dome. <laughs> Wrecked my domer. Yeah. But uh, so the last weird law we have, and uh, we're we're just gonna state this out. This is just part one. There are a lot of weird laws in Wisconsin. Yeah, we're and, gonna we're, we're gonna we'll have another episode. For we'll sure. definitely have to do a part two. 
And so the last weird law we are talking about today also comes to us from Racine, Wisconsin, where it is illegal to play chess in public. And it is also illegal to say king me in public. I mean, chess is probably the least offensive game in the world, honestly. But someone may have taken the game way too far in the past. Remember uh, the Mormon pirate, James Strang, who said king me when he was a king on Beaver Island. And he was from Racine originally, Racine County. So this probably plays into that a little bit. I would not doubt that. I don't know where the chess game yeah, uh, right. I mean, is involved. how offensive is chess? I mean, usually when you think of chess, you think of like some old dude in a nice suit, like playing. Or know? like a nerd kid who's yeah, like right. super good at math and other strategic shit. Like, I, I don't understand the, the theory here, but. So Bobby Fisher, stay out of Racine, buddy. Yeah, We don't definitely. need you getting arrested in our state. Ken Jennings, all you other Jeopardy people. And Don't like, play chess. Right. And like, and like I said, there are many other laws. Like one, like you can own a kangaroo legally in Wisconsin. So if yeah, you want, hey, hey, if you want to Joey, if snag you, one. If you can get your hands on a kangaroo, because uh, they'll, they'll put up a fight. Right. I've seen videos on YouTube. But we hope you enjoyed it. It was kind of fun yeah. for us to research these things. And, uh, it, you know, stay tuned for more lewd Wisconsin behavior because uh, it, it doesn't get any better from here. Yeah. Part two coming soon. Yep. All right, it's that time again. We've got some awesome Wisconsin music here. Uh, the band is called Something to Do. Uh, they are some like ska punk kind of that, you know, yeah, that, that kind of flavor. Definitely like rock. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it definitely brings me back to uh, Warp Tour days. Oh, uh, yeah. Stanking, like the side stanking stage. around. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Mighty Bostones. Yeah. The, uh, this, like, yeah um, so many good ones. Less Than Jake. Less Than Jake. Bit. Yeah. Oh, my just, God. Just a lot of good ones. Kids oh, table. yeah. Heck, yeah. Yeah. They are uh, they are definitely a uh, a great Milwaukee band. Uh, I, I encourage anybody to, to go out there and take a listen. Today, we are going to feature their song, Give Me Attention, and in parentheses, but also Leave Me Alone. Hey. And I think we can all relate to that. Oh, hell yeah. I want you, but I also want you to leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So here it goes. Something to do. Give me attention, but also leave me alone. Look me up on number, talk to me on the phone. Think about me all the time, but like I said, please leave me alone. Give me attention, give me your time of day. Think about the way I look, the words that I say. If you see me coming home, I really want you to go away.
much anyhow Tell me what I gotta show We'll give it time to focus you And I will get it done right now Don't look too close There's so much less than me, T.I. Don't look too close There's so much less than me, T.I. Full of embarrassment And also kind of arrogant And maybe when this marriage Been a stupid piece of shy Again, that was something to do. Give me attention, but also leave me alone. Stupid good music from uh, a, a bunch of uh, extremely talented individuals. Uh, definitely check them out. I know that they have their own website, Instagram. Uh, I'm sure they have a Facebook as well. Uh, definitely hit them up. They're worth uh, a, a, definitely a listen. Check out the rest of oh, their stuff. Oh, definitely good feeling music. Heck yeah. yeah, rock it out. Yeah, and, and honestly... With uh, spring and summer coming around the corner, this is the exact kind of stuff you need at your back door. Your back house, uh, back, 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 back door, door. baby. <laughs> this is exactly what you need in your back door. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna actually leave it at that. All right. Hit the back door. Just I'm play not it. even gonna play it on the way out of your house, say. dude. You know, you're heading out the back door. I'm get not that. gonna finish what I was thinking. All right. I'm just gonna That's let okay. you know <laughs> that this is perfect for your back door. All right. Great. So now we are gonna do uh, uh, another beer review. And uh, Russ, why don't you tell us about what this tall can is? Oh, yeah. So this one is from a small Milwaukee brewery um, that actually is a little newer, um, Indeed Brewing Company. This one is the uh, Hello Milwaukee American Lager Beer. 
Um, this one's coming in at 4.5% ABV. It's coming in a pint can. So you get a, you get a lot of liquor in there, a oh, lot of yeah. booze. Yeah. Um, it, it, obviously, it's malty, so you only got 10 IBUs. There's not a lot of bitter units in... Uh, you're going to get notes of the uh, clean. It's going to be crispy, like weedy, and you're going to get a lot of that breadiness you're going to get in your standard lagers. Right. Definitely not. It's not the hoppier side. It's more the grain side. Yeah, and the, the can's also really cool. It looks really classy. Um, it's like a, a green and gold, like a green background with gold lettering. It looks really cool, like a shine to it. It's pretty neat. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to read off the can real quick before we discuss some notes. And uh, Give her hell. All right, sounds good. So it says, Hello, Milwaukee is our lo- uh, liquid salute to a blue-collar beer and an industrial industrious ideology that built Brew City providing us a solid foundation for our pilot brewery and tap room in Walker's Point. First brewed in collaboration with 1840 Brewing Company, who we're going to have on our show coming up soon here, actually, uh, yeah. with an interview. Not on this one, but uh, in a future episode yeah, a we have coming up. Yeah, So this is a toast to a place where uh, handshakes are binding and beer is a way of life. Classic and uncomplicated, we hold this one high to living in our best life. And, you know, it's really cool be that they're uh, bringing back that industrialist uh, blue-collar beer. You know, like we talked yeah. about Pabst and uh, Schlitz and A lot of the uh, beer Blatt's. barons. Yeah, the beer barons are all directed towards the working They're the man, ones, yeah, that mean? really were the blue-collar... Uh, grab a, a six pack on your way home from work every day and suck it back, you know? Yeah. And this one's definitely, it's like a, like a crisp and clear. And like I said, it, it has like the bready notes and the wheat notes. It's, it's uh, definitely going to be like you're, you're a little bit stronger, uh, more flavorful, flavorful version of your, your other blue collar staples. The ones that are, uh, the more mass produced beers. And this one's just done with a little bit more, uh, closeness and clarity and, and uh, definitely with a little bit more passion. Yeah, and I mean, like a lot of the brewers and the beer barons, uh, they added corn to kind of save cost and eliminate exactly. a little bit of greens, but this one is just, you know, it's a true brewed beer. Straightforward it's, greatness. Yeah, it's malty. Um, you, you know, you're getting your, I don't know if it's like a, a Pilsner or a two-row in there. Yeah. Uh, I, not I, a, No hop, not a lot of hop. And um, I used to live in Walker's Point, actually, so... Uh, uh, one of my first houses in the Milwaukee area was uh, right underneath the Allen Bradley building. Uh, oh, cool. Like one yeah. block away, I was on 2nd Street, uh, right around the uh, Beecher area, uh, Lapham and Beecher. So uh, definitely a, a cool neighborhood uh, trying to, to do that up-and-coming thing like uh, Bayview is. You know, Bayview is an absolute... Uh, uh, gold mine now. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, just so many good places. Cactus yeah. Club and just we were actually Palomino. just so we went to 1840 the other day. I had a chance to uh, quickly talk with those guys. Awesome. And then I also went to uh, Crafty Cow, which is a really great place uh, for for beer drinkers alike, but also fantastic food. My wife and I really enjoy uh, Crafty Cow. Also has kind of like their their attached to and i think they're owned by the same people but it's called uh hothead fried chicken uh they're nashville hot i've been to nashville i've tried you know probably about six or seven different places in nashville this rivals it just I, as good huh? absolutely huh. i mean the individuals must have definitely been there and and tried just as many recipes as i have uh, but it, it's absolutely fantastic it takes me right back to Broadway in Nashville and and literally enjoying uh, that that perfect boneless uh, uh, fried that that Nashville hot oh, fried yeah, chicken yeah. on a piece of bread 
you know, with your, you know, mashed potatoes and your mac and cheese. So like a Nashville hot, is that more of like a, uh, a vinegary sauce, kind of like a red hot, uh, French I mean, it, red hot? It's very it, hot. It's and very it's, hot. And it's, it's, okay. it's very grainy. So there, like, there's a lot of seasoning in it. So it's, okay. it's almost like a paste. Oh, wow. It's really good though. Who there can, is there is a lot of oil to it as I mean, well. But. Who can beat like wings, man? I you mean, can. You, you just they're they're delicious. But uh, you know, this one's going to be one I'm going to have to go and visit, especially Walker's Point. Uh, we both have a love for that area. Yeah. And uh, I'm definitely going to have to check this one out. And uh, Eric, can you tell us a little bit where you found this one? Because I have I have never seen this one on the shelves. This one was actually a uh, a birthday present uh, from a coworker of mine. Uh, she got me this one. And then also the uh, fuck COVID Pilsner. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a good one too. Man, that's a great birthday present. But I skis. think, but I do think that these ones came from uh, Total Wine, which you know they're not a sponsor or anything. But I tell you what, we give them a, a pretty decent amount of business. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, them and, and Festival are two places that I, I typically find most of the beer that we review. Uh, there's a lot of breweries that don't have that same distribution though so we physically have to go to their location in order to get a crowler a growler take home cans or bottles uh, because they just don't have that same distribution as some of these uh, other ones so we, we we honestly if you have a chance i would say go directly to the source go to indeed if you have the the time uh, or the means because they're you're going to get a, a more personal experience with that as well. Yeah, and before we wrap this one up, I just want to say if you are like a uh, MGD drinker, um, you know, like a full draft beer or yeah. a, a Budweiser drinker, and you're looking for something a little better crafted, minus the corn, minus the rice, whatever they use for filler, right. this is the one you're going to want to try out because it yeah. literally is like it's your American lager, but it's just it's more malty and it's a a little, way better crafted. Right, a little heftier than your uh, light beer. So like like Russ said, MGD. Coors Banquet, yeah. the Budweiser, those are the ones that this is going to probably sit. This is going to sit right next to, but in in quality, this is going to sit above. Uh, exactly, but yeah, definitely pick this one up. Check it out again. It was uh, Indeed Brewing Company. Hello, Milwaukee American Lager Beer. All right, it is time. Probably the time that you've all been waiting for. We have another edition of How Many Locals You At? Yeah, and this one is. Uh, uh, probably something that we've all uh, realistically done, yeah, uh, and and could potentially have gotten uh, pulled over for. So, uh, in, in this one, we have a Wisconsin man arrested on a Saturday night uh, for multiple charges after uh, he let his car roll into a deputy patrol car. So, <laughs> right away, uh, you he's coming in hot. He's definitely uh, not in the in the best shape. He hit a cop car. Uh, according to the uh, the, the deputy, uh, he first saw the uh, the red Volkswagen uh, rapidly approaching him from behind just before 11 p.m. So we're talking like 1045-ish. Yep. The Jetta had a sticker on the back bumper that read, Not drunk, avoiding potholes. <laughs> so he's already covering his ass before yeah, right, he even exactly. gets pulled over. I should also mention that uh, he does not have a Wisconsin license plate. We can tell by the photo that it is a Washington license plate. And I'm not sure if this is a real photo of the car, but it is a red Volkswagen Jetta. That has a not drunk avoiding potholes And, and also decal. a Mickey Mouse sticker oh, peeking over the trunk. <laughs> That's which fucking is pretty, cute. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll post this. I'm not sure if we will or not. Yeah. But, 
the deputy pulled uh, pulled his patrol car to the right lane to see if this individual would pass him. Uh, the individual in the red Jetta did, in fact, speed past the deputy and was clocked in uh, anywhere between 80 and 90. So either way, well over the speed limit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, the deputy then pulled over the red Jetta who initially didn't respond when the deputy called to him. Uh, instead, the uh, individual driving the vehicle rolled backward about 25 feet, <laughs> hitting the front of the deputy's patrol car. Cripes. Uh, probably not enough to do much more than maybe crack any of the plastic on there, but probably not much. It's, it's not going to help you out, though. Let's just. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I mean, it, well, in fact, it will only do harm. Right. right. You, this adds on another offense so or another charge, rather. Um, the uh, deputy uh, pulled over the individual. Well, then obviously he's, he's pulling this individual yep. over. Um, but, uh, he could smell the alcohol coming from the car. Uh, he also noticed a can of Bush light. Hey, we hey, like some Bush light. We, we definitely suck some lattes down. Yeah. So he noticed a, a can of Bush in the, uh, Jetta's cup holder. Oof. Um, so the, uh, deputy asked the individual why he let the Jetta roll back into his patrol car. And, uh, the, the individual responded, I didn't know that happened. Oh Are you fucking gosh. kidding me? You didn't realize that your car was rolling and then also just abruptly stopped? <laughs> that, Man. You know you're pretty, you know you're pretty messed up there. Uh, the individual later admitted to having a, a concealed pistol, a loaded Glock handgun, it turns out. Jesus, he had an arsenal. A loaded Glock handgun. Yikes. Uh, the uh, deputy took the weapon and later noticed that the gun did not have a serial number. Wow, we yeah, that will land you in some awesome trouble. This guy's in that's some a high, felony. This is some high water. That's an unregistered, non-serialized weapon uh, that's loaded in your car. I would drop one of the worst Wisconsin swears in this case. I'd be like, "Oh fudge!" Oh fudge! Yeah. That was Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, we say fudge here. Oh yeah, for sure. Sometimes we say fuck. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yes, yes, ma'am. So the uh, the individual later, uh, or uh, after after the search of the vehicle, rather, uh, the deputy found multiple empty beer cans wow. and a baggie of booger sugar. Oh, the um, snow! Oh, yeah, absolutely. Smokes. So this dude's dabbling in a little bit of the coke. He's he's um, he's, he's he's testing out multiple things in this vehicle here. He's like I, he's, he he's got multiple experimentations. At this point, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the individual told the deputy, uh, he planned to party with a friend over the weekend. So much for those plans. You're definitely going to be, par- <laughs> you. if you've got empty beer cans, you're rocking a bag of, you know, the, the, the drugs, like what the, and a removed serial number handgun. And, yeah. And a handgun. Holy with cow. The, and then you speed past a cop car. Yeah. Going 80 or 90. So much for those plans. What the fuck? Yeah. Your plans are going to be uh, getting oh, roughed in, in the showers. You're in jail. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the uh, the deputy later found the uh, individual was already convicted of, uh, uh, or was already a convicted felon, rather, and was also driving Jesus. on a suspended license. God, he is racking these up. Yeah, he's gone for a while. <laughs> the, individual, the individual was later given a sobriety test in the field there, registering a .22 uh, blood alcohol <laughs> concentration, uh, which is uh, more than twice the legal limit. Yeah. Uh, for him, I would imagine it's that probably he's, lower. I mean, I he's would way he's up there. Probably the point, uh, yeah. two. He's like five times the legal limit for him. Rather. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Obviously, this guy was arrested. Uh, 
we don't know what happened to him, but he's not. We're, we won't see this guy for a while on the road. He's not partying. No, he's that party's long yeah. sailed. That that ship sailed. Uh, yeah. So just to recap, we have an individual who is caught speeding. He also has a loaded handgun, which does not have a serial number. He has uh, open intoxicants, open intoxicants. Hitting a cop car. He hit a cop car. He's got drugs. A uh, suspended drugs. license. He's got a suspended license already. A gun with a serial number removed. Yep. 0.22% uh, ABV blood vault. Point, vault. Yeah, point, point, point two two. So, uh, yeah. Oof. This guy's this guy racked up more charges though. I think than anyone we've had. Like this is the most charges, not just DUI. This, this is like, this guy will be doing the most significant time. I oh think yeah, for sure, had. for sure. And so point two two. Um. I'm gonna have to think about this one a little bit because we we got a lot going on here. And uh, you want to know what that that pothole sticker was a good idea at the time, or the pot, you Maybe. know, but uh, <laughs> it, it didn't work out so well for this individual. Yeah. So uh, not drunk, avoiding maybe, potholes, maybe not the next, best sticker. Yeah, maybe next time don't roll into the the cop car and don't have an open can of bush sitting but, there. But I have my idea of what I'm gonna go for on the local level. I this also, guy, this yeah. guy's pretty freaking local. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. This was this is a higher one for me. One of the See, higher ones. That's where I think we're going to differ. Because I'm, I'm dabbling, like, I'm converting the cocaine, all the empty intoxicants, and the point two two yeah. blood alcohol volume. I like this. I like where your head's at, but I think we're going to I think we're right. gonna be a, a wide a wide margin here. Can I just throw my on, on three, okay. we're going to both say our number. Okay. Okay? One, two, three, 12. 20. All right. All right. Yeah, it wasn't so that far off. It wasn't not, too bad. It's not horrible. It's not a horrible split. But uh, I'm converting everything over into one. So but, give me give me your reasoning for twenty. So the twenty is all the open intoxicants. The point two two uh, blood alcohol volume, uh, which yeah. is which is quite a bit of beer. It's high. Oh, I, that's really high. I, I have a I have a blower, and I've had a couple locals and blown into it. So I kind of have a gauge for myself. Oh, I have I have absolutely blown. In the point twos. Yeah, for sure. So this guy, this guy is heavily intoxicated. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to convert all the other charges into locos, like I'm making it like. See, that's I think what I did. Maybe do. that's what you didn't do, and that's yeah. where I kind of did that. So maybe we could cut in between. What do you yeah. think? So, I'm. I, I definitely think if 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 we're wanting to do the math on what the other things could add into as locos, then I think. My number's probably gonna be definitely more so sixteen or eighteen. Yeah, I mean, I think sixteen's a good number in between yeah. both of us. I think we'll go with sixteen. But sucking down four biggers of the. Uh, but, but I I <laughs> this point two two. Have you you've had four cans of four local right? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, it was real rough night. Was I a like lights for, out kind of situation. Yeah, I was in the bathtub I think and I blacked out honestly. Yeah. Like in my younger days when I was sipping the original recipe stuff. Oh yeah. Oof, I've I only was, had the original stuff. So I was just trash, but. You want to know what? I'm really thinking this 0.22% on bush lights. That is a lot of bush lights. Yeah. That is a lot. This guy's probably pissed a lot, there, too. There might be a 24 case. Yeah, how could you drive down the road sucking those down and not have the piss? No way. I know. He At a also has a Gatorade bottle in the car full of piss. Dude, he might have sucked down a cube by himself. Honestly, this might have been a lone drunk sucking yeah. a cube. So You don't get to 0.22 without doing some heavy aluminum can crushing. Oh yeah. This is like he, he might have like ten dollars worth of crushed cans in the back of his car. Yeah. So but yeah, we're gonna 100%. go with let's go with sixteen local on this one. Kinda meet in the middle. Good. I think it's middle. a good yeah, we'll meet in the middle on this one. Um yeah. do you want to sound the gavel for us, Eric? Oh, hey, this one is officially a sixteen loco. 
All right, today we're here with Henry from Mobcraft. Henry, how you doing? Doing wonderful. Thanks. How are you guys? Not too bad. Not hey. too bad. Have a couple brews in the system. We're uh, early drinkers. It's a, good, it's a good Sunday morning with some beers. <laughs> uh, Henry, can you uh, give us a little bit of background on Mobcraft and how you guys kind of got the start? You bet. Well, it all kind of started back in Whitewater, Wisconsin, when I was going to college. Uh, my business partner was going to college in Madison, and we met through a mutual friend. Uh, we started making wine that turned into making beer, right and we really fell in love with it to the point where we were brewing like 75 gallons on a weekend. We had awesome. nine taps in our basement in college, <laughs> <laughs> and we still weren't the popular kids, but you know we had a lot of fun doing it. So that's kind of when it kicked off for the first time. Um, we graduated, kind of put together this business plan for uh, a brewery that we were going to build in Baraboo, Wisconsin, and we asked the banks for a million bucks. Uh, to build this awesome brewery, and they said no. Because um, <laughs> we were unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, two twenty-two-year-olds with no collateral and no experience, <laughs> million-dollar loan, yeah, not qualified. Um, but we knew we still wanted to brew beer, and uh, this was in you know two thousand thirteen, so kind of before the the biggest craft brewery boom, um, right? But you know, at the same time, everybody and their mother wanted to start a brewery, so we knew we had to be different. And throughout our homebrew days, we had always asked our friends, you know, what stuff we should brew. And um, we had this idea of a crowdsourced brewery that turned people's ideas into beer. So when we first launched in Madison, we brewed a monthly crowdsourced beer based off people's submissions to our website. You know, just ideas for beer flavors that they thought, thought sounded good. Um, we would put them up for a vote and whatever won that vote is what we would crank out that month. And when I say crank out, that was like... 200 gallons of hand-bottled 22-ounce bottles. It took us like three days to package one wow. run. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> That's but, dedication. Um, yeah, you know what? You got really cold hands after that because it was yeah. all uh, <laughs> I bet. like homebrew bottle filler off of a seven-barrel tank. But, um, you know, we saved up the money that we made from making those first batches and reinvested it into more equipment. And one batch turned into three, turned into five. And the shared facility that we were in um, we were kind of outgrowing, stepping on um, each other's toes. So the um, guy who owned House of Brews said, "You know, you guys have, you guys have, uh, you know, been great brewery children here for the past three years, and it's time for you to move on out of my brewery." So uh, that's when we started looking <laughs> cool. for space, and uh, wound up in the Milwaukee facility, which we opened up in June of 2016. Yeah, and that's a beautiful facility. So I made the mistake of going to uh, you guys, had a few beers, then I went to Great Lakes Distillery. And holy smokes, I, I, I didn't know if I was going to make it home. All right. Honestly, it was like, Never. Cool. no, I ended up, I think I ended up pulling off on a waste and I'm like, I need to just kind of rest this one out. I think yeah. we switched drivers too, if I remember right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they run a great tour, you know, any distillery tour that ends with like seven different spirits. Oof. Is yeah. Okay. In my book. Yeah. Top it's not. And I, I love how you guys have the garage doors to let like the light and the air in. It's just a really cool facility. I love Mobcraft. We drank. How much Mobcraft do you think? Too much. Too much? <laughs> I mean, or, or just no enough. Just thing. enough. No, there's never too much. But we wanted to ask you, um, is there a beer we need to check out from Mobcraft that's out coming or coming out even? Yeah, you know, so it, it's kind of funny. We, we're like the inverse of so many breweries. You know, from day one, we made off-the-wall crazy shit. And, yeah, you know, yeah. we didn't make flagships. And everybody else, you know, started off with their, you know, core group of beers that are tried and true and then started experimenting. Um, so my, my favorites as of recent are, are like Amber, oh, the yeah, MC yeah. Amber, 
which is just this really nice malty amber. I'm not a huge hop fan, so when amber kind of like meets brown IPA, I'm not super jazzed. Um, but when amber is nice and malty, you know, good caramel flavors and notes to it, that's kind of my jam. Um, so I've been drinking that a lot lately. Uh, we also have a beer called Too Legit to Wit. Oh, which yeah. Which is a Belgian oh, wit. Yeah. Um, that. that one is super fun. <laughs> awesome. um, and then our uh, Padishaw is, you know, it's, it's a treat. It comes out December every year. It's a 11% ABV um, barrel-aged imperial stout, and we rotate through different barrels every year. So this past year we had six different variants um, that you could get at the tap room that were some local distilleries barrels, uh, some Elijah Craig um, bourbon barrels, and then we actually did a port wine and a cognac barrel variant. Oh, wow. That cognac one sounds – that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. So I'll cognac is coming back in 2021 in December. Awesome. There's still probably a little bit out at liquor stores here and there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the 11% is a total macho man blow to the top of the head. But, yeah. hey, I'd drink that suck. That sounds great. That would elbow awesome. you right in the crown of your brain. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I would uh, love it. But yeah, and, and then we wanted to ask one more question um, before we get to the house Scani are you segment. I know with COVID things have been weird, but uh, are you guys going to open up in the spring here? And uh, I know there's some like social distancing and all that, but uh, yeah, we want to make it down there. So we just wanted to find out from you. Yeah. So fortunately the tap room is, is really big. It's about 2,800 square feet. And then we also opened up the whole brew house floor on the weekends. So we have socially distanced tables throughout the brewery. You can sit with the tanks. We got music and lights back there. And then um, every weekend that it's nice, we have a patio with a bunch of picnic tables. So all socially distanced, there are you know three different areas you can hang out at Mobcraft. Um, and we we took COVID really seriously. We like bought some air purifying machines that scrub the COVID out of the air. Holy I don't really smokes. know how it works, but um, and then having those garage doors, you know, we turn a lot of air through the facility. So um, you know, yeah, we took it pretty seriously. The city of Milwaukee actually kind of used us as their guinea pig of like hey if you want to see how to covid right go check out what mobcraft's doing awesome that's that's honestly that's cool to be the shining example <laughs> well when your business partner is a microbiologist and loves infectious disease oh, no. oh. <laughs> oh my god go. perfection right there awesome <laughs> kicking covid to the nuts so, baby one <laughs> one other... <laughs> yeah giving a swift uh right footer right to the groin um so where in Whitewater were you that you had nine taps in your basement? I know I'm I'm bummed I missed this because we were yeah. partying yeah, in that yeah. area. <laughs> and what and what year was this? Because I I swear I was there. <laughs> um, so we we oh, and I'll tell you where the kegerator came from. Then uh, it used to be upstairs in Pumpers Initials. Oh, oh per, yeah! Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Dude, diner, so I, I diners. And, yeah, baby. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, yep, I served many a ten cent pint at that place. I did the um, beer so yeah, Olympics we were... one year. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at Pumpers, yeah, awesome. So yeah, we were just uh, just not too far from from the downtown strip of bars. Awesome, so cool. But Henry, before we let you go, we got to find out how Wisconsin are you? You ready for this? Yeah, this is the Iron Man <laughs> challenge. Right this here. is the, the, right. the 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 uh, left right here. So the first one we got for you. Uh, what do you consider to be up north Wisconsin? Oh man, um, butternut. Butternut. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's a new one for us. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. Heck yeah, that's up there. <laughs> no, that's where my uh, my father in law lives. So it's literally you, you go to butternut and then you keep going on a highway and then you turn off on a road and then that turned off Stewart dirt road and then that dirt road ends and then you're on the top of butternut hill and it's just perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And then, so the next one I got for you: Have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game, or all three? If you have, that's the trifecta. So. 
Uh, yes, uh, definitely. And um, this is how Scani, our company, is. My graphic designer, Sam, showed up to our brewer's tailgate with a flabongo. This is a company. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Whoa. The yeah. flabongo. We only had the, oh, the yeah. beer trailer out there, too, with six taps on the side of that in the middle of the parking lot. That Turns is out awesome. if you go wave a Mobcraft flag in the middle of Miller Park, they kind of come and tell you to stop giving away free beer. They'll but. know. They'll know. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> and, awesome. any, and anybody doing the flabongo is, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a legit person. It's pretty fun, and you'll see in some of our packaging, like Sam has creatively hidden the flabongo within the art of our designs. Whoa. So she's super talented. If now you look I'm gonna at her, be, I'm going to yeah, be looking. I'm, I'm looking. looking. <laughs> yeah, check out. You, you'll find it on the Mobcraft variety pack. Okay. And that little, uh, that little deer head that I told you about as well, you know, there's some homage to that on the inside of our variety pack that's coming out in a couple weeks. That's like the first time you see that the arrow is in FedEx. It's like you can't <laughs> look away. Yeah, yeah. So have you ever been to Summerfest? Uh, and did you have a favorite band that you saw there? Oh, man. Um, I have been to Summerfest. Uh, probably my most memorable experience is like the, the Summerfest weather that you can never predict, where yeah. it was oh, like a yeah. torrential downpour and yeah. you're just soaked the whole entire day. Um, we, were, we saw a Yonder Mountain string band in the middle of the rain. and that was yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yonder I love Yonder. Great. Oh, heck yeah. All right, so next question. Have So since you're from the Milwaukee area, have you ever closed wool skis? No, I haven't. I you am haven't? A, actually, oh. a, I'm a pretty lame human being. I kind of go to Mobcraft and I go home and I like, yeah, my, my uh, roaming around and being kind of a, you know, young adult happened mostly in Whitewater and Madison and then it's like <laughs> start the brewery and what's fun. My, in, in honesty, in all honesty, I think if you have a place like Mobcraft that you can call basically your own, why would you need to go anywhere else? Dude, Mobcraft is awesome. It is the most <laughs> like it's... it is the most deliciously awesome place that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we just uh, we just added a bunch of more food to our menu too. So I there's, heard uh, some tasty stuff in there. Yeah, I saw that you guys had kind of uh, been been pushing that too. So yeah, that's even be- better. Yeah, you better believe we'll be down there. So. <laughs> So, so the next one I have for you, um, beer brats. Is there a Mobcraft beer you recommend trying out at this at this moment in time? Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so really fun, weird beer brat thing. We always used to grill on the crowdsource brew days, and we would take the wort, which is the unfermented liquid from beer, yeah. and we would soak brats in that, and then we would grill those, oh. and you would get like this caramelization on the outside. It's like, almost like. Not like you're candying them, but that was super fun to do. Yeah. Heck <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's probably my favorite. Um, obviously, it's hard to do if you don't have a brewery. Um, so yeah. I would defer to uh, um, Gear Beer, which is our, our lager. Okay. Yeah, you know what's funny is like you're, you're probably getting a little yeast in there too, so you're almost Vegemiting your brats, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. You're going Aussie on Yeah, this, I never so. thought to use any of our work as <laughs> – yeah. uh, we got to give that a shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, normally it's like, yeah, you got to save your warp, but when you have 900 gallons of it, you know, you can spare a half a gallon. Yeah. Right, right on. All right. So, next question I got for you um, Is there a supper club you recommend us checking out or Toby's. even the listeners? Toby's? Okay. That I'm going to have to check that out. You, you were ready quick, for that. That was okay. honestly the quickest now, this, answer. I, I am not as Wisconsin as the bartender at Toby's, right? Okay. So, Toby's <laughs> is uh, in McFarland, Wisconsin, just south of Madison. And you go in there and you're at the bar, right? You know, you don't get a table or anything like that. You go up and you sit at the bar. And most often on a Friday, you can't sit at the bar. It's about two, three people deep at the bar. (laughs) So, you know, I'm over there with my brother-in-law, sister-in-law and wife. And we're ordering some cocktails. We get some old fashions. 
And, um, you know, we're, there's this cotton top sitting at the bar, this old grandma. And she's like, it's about a tree old-fashioned weight for a table. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh, I love this place. Yeah. So Toby's, I mean, it's just as Wisconsin as it gets. The waitress comes around, writes your order down, and then when the food's ready, they come back and get you, and it's at your table already. And just great awesome. supper club. If we, could, if we could get more people to establish wait times based on how many old fashions I need to drink, <laughs> that would be the perfect world. The world would be a much better place. Yeah. You got a couple two tree left, so yeah. uh, <laughs> you're going to need more brandy, sir. <laughs> so we got two more for you. Um, have you ever hit a deer? Um, Actually, yeah, it was really pathetic. Um, I was pulling out of my driveway in high school, and there was a deer there, and it like just bumped my car. I was going like a mile an hour. Hey. <laughs> she just gave him a little taparoo. Did you call their yeah. insurance company? No, no. <laughs> the old deer. I didn't, the deer, I didn't deer, even deer go and run. See if there was damage. Yeah. All right. We got one. Out and kicked its ass. You would have whooped the deer. <laughs> gave some bowls, huh? Tennyson. Well, actually, the the deer that's at the brewery that serves beer out of its mouth oh. that is a bumper buck. Oh, oh my, nice. that's awesome! I know I saw yeah. the picture you sent to us. It was awesome. That's like, awesome. My even... buddy works for the power utility in East Troy, and he is a roadkill buck. And so he went out and grabbed the antlers and uh, gave Hell me yeah. them. And then we we built that sucker, like literally that's turned so... its its head into a mechanism that serves beer. That's purposeful recycling, if I ever yeah, heard. Yeah, exactly. for sure. And and I love that he's uh, you socially distanced him up the wall about six <laughs> feet up there, so. Well, he's got a mask on too. Oh, nice! He's 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 virus ready. So that's why Milwaukee <laughs> used you as their golden child. That's right. <laughs> Even so, our deer is safe. So, other than Mobcraft, um, is there another brewery, brewery tour, or tap room that we need to check out? And it doesn't have to be Wisconsin. This can be anywhere in the United Could be States. Anywhere, yeah. yeah, and we just want to know what you think. Um, my my favorite new brewery as of recent. Um, there's a brewery that popped up in Bayview called Supermoon, and they make some really good sours. Um, I don't even know if they have a tap room or if it's open. Um, they, it was like one of the beers in our guest packs and one of our weekly um, weekend Zoom kits. So Supermoon, they were they were pretty tasty. Awesome. Um, I'm going to have to check yeah. them out. I've, yeah, we, I've, I've been heard of them, so I'll been, definitely check those out. Yeah, we've been sipping on some 1840 too. So, uh, yeah. It means I mean, they're, right, right, they're close to 1840. Yeah, they've got to be. So awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, the, uh, the Milwaukee boom. You know, bringing what yeah. made Milwaukee famous back to Milwaukee. You know, it's great seeing all these new breweries pop up, and obviously, Mobcraft's a staple. So, yes, yeah. And, I mean, we're really excited for this next realm of of what we're planning on doing. Um, we're going to try to open up more Mobcraft tap rooms in different parts of Wisconsin and Northern Illinois. Awesome! You're even going down, Ooh. down across the old border there. Holy <laughs> smokes! They have money. Yeah, too. For, you yeah. know, we're we're taking some beer down to Fibland, but <laughs> I like to say Fibs are friendly Illinois buddies. There you one are. time, one time I was hitchhiking, and nobody would give me a ride except for some people from Illinois. So at that point in time. They changed to friendly Illinois buddies because they went way out of their way to drive me back to Madison. We we have heard that on an earlier <laughs> great uh, great lakes great, great lakes <laughs> great GLD told us the same thing. Friendly <laughs> Illinois buddies, so awesome. Honestly, uh, as as much as I want to spend, you know, you know, as much time as I can at Mobcraft. Uh, I know my friends. Uh, I believe it was Emily and Matt. Matt's birthday was yesterday, and I believe they were there. Uh, uh, enjoying some beers and stuff too. So, um, for for you know as mu- as little time as I can maybe get out there. I know all my friends are trying to, and it's uh, 
it's just an amazing thing. I love the beer and I love the, uh, the, the, the camaraderie in the place itself. So keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I appreciate uh, sending friends around. I mean, it's definitely been a, a tough COVID year for anybody in the service industry and breweries just the same. So we yeah. love still being open and want to keep it that way. Awesome. Henry, thank you so much for your time. I know it's Sunday. We really appreciate you giving us 10, 15 minutes of your time. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome interview and we really appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks so much. Yeah. All you right. have a good one, Henry. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.